This is the Beauty Authority Podcast, hosted by Dr. Vicky Bello what's up you guys welcome to the beauty authority podcast i am dr vicky bello cosmetic dermatologist and surgeon i am katrina razan yoga teacher holistic health coach let's talk about anything beauty health and wellness hello dear listeners on today's podcast episode we discuss everything you need to know about botox and fillers hi dr vicky how are you today Hi, Kat. I'm great. What about you? A little anxious about the U.S. elections. Uh, It's been quite a stressful week, to say the least. But I'm excited to be here with you today to talk about the differences between Botox and fillers and to really understand this growing market. Because after lockdowns around the world, Botox and fillers are in demand. I think Botox is the number one thing that's been in demand across the globe because people want to put on, you know, their best face after experiencing all the stressful times of the pandemic. And let's kick off today's episode by first, I'm going to ask you, what exactly is the difference between Botox and fillers? That's a great question, Kat, because everybody comes to the clinic and they think for some reason it's the same when it's totally different. So Botox is called a neuromodulator. Botox is a brand. So people don't use that anymore because uh, there are other brands now like Xeomin, which is very popular and a more purified form of neuromodulator. But what it does is it stops the body from sending signals from to, from your nerves to your muscle to make the muscle contract. So Botox is for wrinkles and deep lines that are caused by involuntary movements. So for example, when you frown, you actually don't know you're frowning. And so it's involuntary, but then you create that 11 line between your eyebrows. Or for example, when you smile, Sometimes when you smile and your skin is not as healthy anymore, you create little crinkly lines, what they call crow's feet, and that's for Botox. And then for fillers, a lot of people come in, and fillers are really hyaluronic acid, which is a natural component of your dermis. Everybody has it, but as you get older, you lose a lot of it. And hyaluronic acid absorbs 1,000 times its weight in water. So it's what it gives you, that youthful fullness, you know, like babies, they look like they're so masarap to, to bite, masarap, you know, it's, it's, they're delicious to pinch and bite because they have a lot of hyaluronic acid. And as you get older, it decreases. So what we do is we put in hyaluronic acid for deeper lines or to substitute for bone. So in cheeks, some people don't have enough cheekbones, so you can put that or enough chin. But it's not meant like people think to fill up the face. I think um, the two misconceptions about these things are, number one, if you do Botox, you'll have a frozen face without any expression, and that's wrong. And the second misconception for fillers, or the first misconception for fillers, is that if you fill, you look like a balloon, and you'll have a really round face. All You have to remember that every syringe of filler is only one-fifth of a teaspoon. So one teaspoon is five ml. One one syringe of of fillers is one ml. So it's not really meant to fill. It's meant 
to build up a scaffolding, like your house is already beginning to fall apart. So you want to strengthen the bone. Or for example, your chin is receded or you didn't really have one, you, you fake it by putting a filler, but it's not. And then for the lips, of course, it's not meant to have duck lips, but we'll discuss that later. So I hope you understand the question. The, the most common area that people make a mistake with Botox and fillers is the nasolabial fold. So that's the fold from the nose to the mouth, usually the, the corners of the mouth or even up to the uh, marionette area in the jawline. And they say, can you Botox this? That's not a Botox area. That's a filler area. How could you tell the difference between the areas? Like, do you, do you think that a lot of people in, injected in the wrong places? Because you do see a lot of botched jobs, particularly in, in the West where people opt for cheaper options. But I really think that you need to go to a trusted uh, professional for this, right? And given that there are a lot of cheaper but unsafer options in the market. How do you discern the difference between the areas and why is this important for people who are considering either Botox or fillers? You know, there's a lot of training that goes into this. And some people, you know, there have been reports of, of people injecting themselves over the lockdown, buying Botox and fillers over the internet not even knowing what's inside it, which is really crazy. We undergo years of training to do Botox and fillers properly. And then, of course, you have a lot of experience. So it's so important. Um, this is not a toy. This is not, you know, a cosmetic that you put on your skin. You're injecting it into the face. So you really need to know what you're doing. As Bello's been around for 30 years, so we started doing Botox in 1995. And for 15 years, I, we were the only clinic doing Botox in the Philippines. Fillers were very proud to say that the Bello Medical Group is the number one clinic in the region of Singapore, Malaysia, and the Philippines. And so these are really advanced countries, but we do a lot more. And with a lot of experience, and of course, you inject better. I can't explain to you how how you can tell the difference because it really takes training to know that. But of course, it's just discussed that fillers are no-go in a lot of places and or overfilled. Botox also put in the wrong place. I'm sure you've seen people with raised eyebrows that look like the Joker or or something like that. It's because, yeah, they've injected in the, wrong, in the wrong place. It's scary, right? They look like... I see it and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what a bad job. Or for example, Nicole Kidman is my favorite go-to about the wrong way to do Botox. I hope she's already improved. But for the longest time, this beautiful woman had the worst Botox. So she had eyebrows that were too pointy and too high. And then her, her inner brows were too down. And then she had a very shiny forehead that, that because she totally got rid of all her lines. So when we do Botox, we like to leave a little movement just to make it look very natural. Our biggest compliment in Bello is when people just say, you look so rested or you look younger, but they don't know what you did. That means we did our, a good job. You have to really choose your doctor and figure out what kind of look you want. In the U.S., people like the overdone look. 
So they don't they don't want any lines, period. They don't care if they look a bit strange. I mean, I'm saying this, maybe 70% of them, I'm not saying all, but I see that when I when I go to the States, they really want to get rid of every line and wrinkle. They also love the overfilled lips look. This has been a long time, even before Kylie Jenner came up with her really overfilled lips. People would go around, I'd sit in restaurants in Beverly Hills, I'd see a group of women, 10 of them, you know, obviously very wealthy with their Birkins, but they always had overfilled lips because to them, that is beautiful. And so if you think that's beautiful, that's, that's, all, that's your opinion. So then you should tell your doctor that. We don't like to do that at Bella. We like to keep things natural. And so we're more European and Korean and Japanese in our thinking. So we usually refuse to do any more. We try to convince the patient, don't do it. You're going to look weird. And, you know, if your lips are overfilled. But um, it's really a question of taste. Who am I to say that my taste is always right? Of course, we have, you know, like rules, like thirds of the face, or we have symmetry, balance, and harmony. But in the end, it's your face. So you get to decide. You just have to know very clearly what you want to look like. So what are your, what do you think beauty, beauty is? Do you like the overdone look, the kind of obvious look, like big lips? Or Katrina, are you more into like, I don't want anyone to know I did anything. It comes, it comes down to intention, I think. And having lived in Los Angeles for a few years, I did notice, and I lived in West Hollywood, so everyone kind of looked the same in that area <laughs> and in Beverly Hills. Like everyone was just a clone of the Kardashians which was really sad because I think beauty is diverse. I think beauty is about celebrating what we perceive as flaws because that's what makes us individuals. And I think that when you want to enhance your natural features, I think there's nothing wrong with it. And I do think that the overdone job is just a reflection of very low self-esteem. And it, it makes me sad, actually, when I, when I see a room full of people that look exactly the same, that there's no, there's no real diversity. There's no, there, it's just trying to say that this is the, this is what the standards are here. And, you know, you can't really blame these women because it's what they consume all day long on social media from watching the Kardashians who also use a lot of photo editing apps, such as photo stretches. I mean, over the weekend, I saw a photo of Kylie Jenner, and it was just Halloween weekend. And she was in a costume. And this was a photo that she posted on her Instagram. But in her sister's birthday party, the photo that came out then, it was totally different. Like she had stretched her face out in the in her personal Instagram story. She had completely matted her whole face. And this matte look was very popularized by the Kardashians. You know, it's like not having a sink, like glass skin is like their worst their worst possible look to their eyes. It's all this matte look. And it could seem really unnatural because we know that m most ordinary people don't look that way. And I think that it also sets a, a really sad example for children because the, the news came out a couple of weeks ago that the UK is moving to put an age limit to children who can get Botox and fillers because of the popular shows like Love Island, uh, The Kardashians, they they really want to put some sort of limitation. And that's one thing that I really, really love about uh, your clinics is because 
you you have a strict age limit as well. And, you know, like, according to you, like, how much is too much? Like, because understandably so cosmetic, whether it's invasive or non-invasive procedures can be very, very addicting. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can be, especially the lips. We notice um, people, when they first get their lips, are so scared. Oh, it's going to hurt so much. Oh, I don't want to look overfilled. And we always promise them, no, you're going to look really natural. You know, like our, our aims, you know, those things that they put on the lips that kind of irritate the lips and then make it a little bigger. I don't know oh, if it's like cinnamon or something. It's very natural, right? I mean, it's not over overdone. At least not like the bottle thing that the Kardashians do. I don't know how you do that, but I know that looks really blown up. But then we put it and then they love it. They always love it. I've never had a patient say, oh my, you know, it's always like, I should have done this before. It's so amazing. I look beautiful. And then a month later, they're back. I want more. And then we say, okay, you can do a little more. By the way, the standards are like this. I think it's important to know that in Caucasian faces, the ratio and proportion of the upper lip to the lower lip is two-thirds upper lip to three-thirds the lower lip. So in other words, if you make the upper lip too big, you will look really strange. But in Asian countries, it's a one-to-one proportion. The upper lip should be because our lips are a little smaller, narrower, and, and we do have, you know, it's nicer on Asian faces to have the one-to-one ratio. But so we still do it a second time. But when they come on the third, because we're always conservative, it's much easier to add on than it is to subtract. So we do it slowly. And one syringe, as I said, is only one ml. So it's so small. So we do one syringe for your first visit. And then maybe we tell you, of course, right after you do you inject, by the way, we put cream anesthesia. In 15 minutes, you're numb. So don't be afraid of the pain. And then there's a little swelling, of course, since you injected. So it will look really good when you leave the clinic. But then as the days go on and the swelling goes away, then you'll miss the little swelling look that you had in the clinic. But we do that on purpose because we want to be conservative. And then the second time, usually most patients need a session number two. So then we inject again. But then I, by that time, it's already perfect for your face. You have to take into consideration your whole face. When you're doing lips, don't just look at the lips because the lips have to match the rest of your face. You can't have a very small face and such big lips, right? Anyway, on the third time, you're a little overdoing it already, but maybe still okay. But then after that, we, we tell you, no, you can't do it anymore because this is the time that it's already perfect, even a little bigger than it should be, but it's still okay. But then people love the look and they just keep putting and putting, so we will not do it. And when we tell you not to do it, please believe us because we would make more money if we put more filler. And the fact that we're saying no is because we care about you and we want you to look good. So a lot of these people, if you don't do it, I'm going somewhere else. And then they come back to us, help me. So if your doctor says no, believe her because she's been around a long time and she really cares about you. Hi guys, before we move on with the rest of the show, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. If you're a podcaster and you need help with your show's data or even monetizing your show, go visit podmetrics.co and sign up for free using my code BEAUTYAUTHORITY. Now, 
back to the show. You're listening to the Beauty Authority Podcast with Dr. Vicky Bello and Katrina Razon. The most popular area for filler right now is the chin. In Asians, we hardly have a chin, not like catch is a beautiful chin. Spanish people, <laughs> foreigners, they have nice chins. So Filipinos, Chinese usually have a short chin. And so that's why they have this false double chin. So it's a very popular area to do. For Botox, the most popular area to do is the corrugators and Poceros area. So that's in between the eyebrows. Because we frown. I was asking um, I was asking Kat to frown and she does frown. So there's this whole controversy about it being preventative or, you know, just what's the other, you know, to enhance your looks. I would really start doing it if you're starting to frown a lot. I don't want you to develop that permanent 11 line that even if you're not frowning, you still have it because it's really hard to treat. It's almost like a scar you have to break underneath. It's so complicated. So I think if you do that a lot and you see that you're doing an 11 line, you should start having Botox already. But explain to your, your doctor will explain to you, at least in Bello, that we don't want you to lose all movement there. So we will leave a little movement and we call it baby Botox so that you still have expression, but you know, it's not anymore creasing the line to make it permanent. Yeah, it's not anymore this uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills impression of Botox where the face doesn't move at all. Well, we have a lot of actors and actresses. So I think over time we've perfected the, the, you know, baby Botox kind of thing where you still have a little movement because they can't act, right? If they don't, if they don't have a little movement. I mean, we have John (laughs) Arcelia. Yeah, we have Albert Martinez. So, but the more popular thing right now is also Botox of the armpits. It's the most irritating thing you can do for yourself. Not to perspire, not to have to put deodorant every day, not to worry about anything anymore. For a lot of people, it really is a game changer in their lives. Because when you're, you know, when you're nervous, you're presenting something or stars are on TV, they perspire a lot and they get this, what do you call it when you can see wet Jabar, right? Isn't that called Jabar? I don't know, but it looks awful. Like if you're dancing on TV and then you have wet armpits, it's really quite... Uh, so most people are really doing that. In the kilikili. The kilikili. Does it hurt though in the kilikili if, it, if it's injected yes, though? Yes, you know, it doesn't hurt if you put anesthesia, but the anesthesia for that is like an hour under occlusion. So you have to put a combination of anesthesia, so one for the surface, which is called mesonum, and the other one, emla, for the deeper part. And then you have to occlude it with saran wrap so that, you know, it really penetrates. And then it's, it's really not painful at all. But if you do it without any anesthesia, yes, it is painful because it's very superficial and that's where the nerves are. You can't inject, and you have to go to an experienced injector because if they inject too deep, then it doesn't, it doesn't kill the sweat glands. It doesn't stop the sweat gland. So the way it works is it stops the muscle that connects the sweat gland from releasing sweat. So that's why it's dry. And how long does it last? Six months normally. So you do it every six months. Make sure that they do something called PVP iodine test where you put iodine to see where the sweat gland clusters are. Because if they inject it equally all over the armpit, you're not hitting the concentrated areas. Because most people have a lot of sweat glands in one area and in another area and none in, in between. So if you just inject the Botox 
the same everywhere, then you're kind of wasting some of your money. And uh, the other thing, yeah, because of the Korean look, the K beauty look, a lot of people are doing the master Botox because they want the V V face, right? Oh, yeah, that's the Botox where it's injected in your jawline area. Okay, so it's in your jawline. It's really great for people who grind their teeth at night. That's what I do. That's why I have a very developed masseter. Please don't chew chewing gum because that's going to give you big masseters as well. Sometimes it's inherited that you really have big masseters, but it's the biggest difference on your face. When you inject in that area, your face suddenly becomes so much more narrow and more V. So there are two kinds of faces that are what ideal the 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 oval face which you have cat and i'm sure that's natural and the v face so the v face is easier to achieve than the oval the oval you kind of have to be born like that um the v shape because of threads because of botox of the masseter you can really achieve it much easier now and everybody wants a smaller face that seems to be the end thing right and botox is a treatment for more than 20 other medical conditions, including eye spasms, Bell's palsies, and even migraines. Right. So it's it's very popular for migraines now. Um, a lot of people have been suffering for so long, are so happy because suddenly now they can le- lead a pretty normal life. Um, it was really discovered... I was telling Kat that it was discovered accidentally before by an ophthalmologist who would treat a lot of ticks of the face, you know, the thing where you just close your eyes and you can't control it. So they would inject the areas, the muscles that were causing that. And then lo and behold, they got rid of all the wrinkles. So even when they didn't have ticks anymore, they would continue to go to the doctor to inject Botox to get rid of their wrinkles. So finally, for the last um, thing that you can use Botox for, there is such a thing called meso-Botox that you inject very superficially on the side of the faces or above your eye in the temple area. And it opens your eye. It lifts your face. You can also do it in the neck to lengthen the neck. A lot of people have very tight trapezius muscles by injecting and they have this big bulky things by their neck. You know how, so if you inject that, it flattens it out and then it lengthens the neck. And a very popular thing to do as well is for the gastrocnemius or the calves. So if you have big calves because you were an athlete when you were young and you, you know, or you did ballet and you overdeveloped your calves, you can inject Botox in little amounts all over to relax your muscles and kind of let it atrophy and make it smaller. And that's what a lot of Koreans and Japanese are doing because it's in their, it's in their race, in their DNA to have big calves. But some Filipinos do it as well. And they love it because for the first time, they have long, slim legs and they can wear short skirts. So all these are... <laughs> so what would you do? Do you need Botox anywhere, Kat? Not in... I think probably in the future I will. I just, you know, I do, I try not to do anything too invasive at this age because I just don't want to, I just don't want to see it get, you know, worse like 10 years <laughs> from now. I'd rather do it when I really need need it or if I really need like a boost in my confidence. But I think at the moment, you know, like I still get asked for my ID whenever I go out and the U.S. So I'm just enjoying the 
Looking like Looking a baby. Yes, but if there's anything in the future, I think in the next five years, you better start doing Botox on your um, corrugators, your 11 line. Because I saw, right now, it's very smooth and there's nothing. But just imagine that you do it 500 times a day, every day. So eventually, like an iron, your muscles are getting a crease there. So it's preventative that way that you don't want it to be more permanent and deep. So, but not now. I agree with you, not now. But maybe when you're 35, you should, you should start doing it. Anyway, on that note, this is another edition of the Beauty Authority. Hope you learned when to do Botox and when you're going to do fillers. Bye. Take care, you guys. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Authority podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes.